Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody. I am Eric J. Olson, co-founder of Array Digital, and we are back for another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. On this podcast series, we interview America's top managing partners to find out what they're doing to grow their firms and to keep their case pipeline full. And today I have on with me, Lindsay Friedman. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Eric. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for making the time. I appreciate it. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Lindsay Friedman has successfully represented clients in federal and state court in a wide range of employment and business litigation. He litigates all types of employment law matters for both employees and employers, including discrimination, sex harassment, disability, whistleblower, and wage and hour claims. Mr. Friedman has been named Super Lawyer's Rising Star in both Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Glad to be here. Well, besides what I just told the audience about you, can you give us a little more information about you and your firm? Absolutely. So a little bit of background about me. I grew up in the Northern Virginia area, right around Washington, D.C. And people are aware of that area. We There's a lot that goes on in terms of policy, in terms of politics, government. And I was always interested in the law, basically because of my proximity to D.C. And Oftentimes, having a JD is a gateway into so many different careers in the Washington, D.C. area. Fortunately, I was able to get my JD from George Mason University School of Law, now Ethan Scalia School of Law. But uh, in Virginia, Eric, I know you guys at Array Digital are located in Virginia. So it's always great to talk to another uh, fellow member of the Commonwealth. My start was over in Virginia. During law school, I was very lucky to get a lot of litigation experience working at a number of different firms. My first firm, actually, after my 1L year, was an auto dealer law firm, of all things. But that was a nice little introduction into a bunch of different areas of law. Surprisingly, uh, dealerships (laughs) deal with a lot more areas of law than people would imagine. So that was a nice uh, foray. After that, I worked in another uh, law firm in the Indianapolis area, uh, because my wife's from Maryland and uh, ultimately settled in Maryland. After law school, I uh, still wanted to save the world. I took a law, the largest public interest firm actually in Maryland, Maryland Legal Aid. And I was very fortunate to get a great experience there. Uh, this was still after the, towards the end of the financial crisis um, when I joined Maryland Legal Aid and I did a lot of foreclosure debt collection work. And as uh, has been the case a number of times in my career, I was fortunate to have great mentors there and at these other firms. And, after my time there, I, through a friend of a friend, had an opportunity at a boutique employment law firm in Maryland, uh, which I joined and then worked for for a number of years. I had fantastic mentors there, which you know, helped really uh, craft and master my skill in employment law, which has become my number one focus now as an attorney. And at that firm, that boutique employment firm, we handled all different types of employment law, pretty much everything except for work- workman's comp we did over at that firm. Um, and on both sides of the aisle, like you mentioned in your introduction, uh, we represented employers as well as employees and plaintiff work. After a number of years there, 
you know, in hundreds and hundreds of employment law cases. Uh, I did decide to start my own firm during this pandemic last year. Started Friedman Law LLC in the beginning of October of last year. So it just hit my first one-year anniversary of the firm. Glad to report that the firm is doing extremely well. And we are extremely busy and, you know, really making a difference in a lot of people's lives. Good for you. Congratulations. Uh, definitely not an easy thing to do in the middle of chaos that we just experienced, the pandemic. But, you know, there, there's probably never really a terrible time to start a business because even during something like a pandemic or a recession, there's a lot of people exiting industry. And if you come in, it's a good time to establish roots. And then as the economy comes back up, you know, hopefully uh, your boat can rise to the tide. So, uh, yeah, congratulations on one year. Yeah, thank you. And I, I will say in terms of timing, it worked out extremely well. You know, people know from the headlines, employment law has been a booming <laughs> uh, because of the pandemic. We have COVID for one thing, you know, businesses are trying to figure out how to do the right thing. Employees are trying to grapple with, you know, how to stay safe in the workplace, you know, what their rights are as well. You know, in addition to that, too, the other things that led to my decision were obviously the Me Too movement. I do a lot of sexual harassment litigation. Um, and then Black Lives Matter as well. Uh, you know, I do a lot of just race discrimination. So all those different areas right now, people are really looking for quality representation. And I've been very lucky to have had the mentors that I've had in the past to really, really master my craft in terms of the employment law world. And uh, you, know, you see, I've done thousands of consults at this point in terms of employment laws, you really start to see the same patterns over and over again. And doing both sides, I see how employers react. I see what arguments work best for the employees. And really try to master or try to get the best possible outcome based on all my experience. In employment law, is it common for a firm to represent both sides, the employer and the employee? Great question. It is less common. I will say I since starting my firm, I have focused more on the employee side, on the plaintiff side. I've gravitated towards that area. I still do defense work, as I mentioned, more for small businesses, though, less for the big, the big companies and more for small businesses uh, and use that area of expertise, you know, use that knowledge to help small businesses grow versus representing some of the larger players, which you know, can create conflicts. And that's part of the reason it's less. Have you had the situation yet where both the employer and the employee came to you for the same matter? I have had a few conflicts of interest cases arrive and, you know, of course, you know, we quickly identify those issues to make sure nothing comes up. Try to really work on my referral network as well to make sure anyone who contacts my firm, you know, finds quality representation. That's good. Uh, what yeah. do you do to kind of cultivate that referral network? One, obviously referrals, as I mentioned, uh, however, since uh, obviously your area is digital marketing, it makes more sense to focus on that uh, for today's conversation. And this will probably be music to your ears. And I don't just say this because you're in digital marketing, but right now in today's world in 2021, having a quality website is so critical for new firms and old firms. And still hear attorneys say, you know, why do I need a website? And I, it's just shocking to me to hear that. You know, if you don't know, if, you know, an attorney doesn't know why they need a great website in 2021, yeah, it might be time to just, you know, look for, you know, look for something else because 
that's the way of the world. You know, people find you know services through the internet, and you know, unless you're doing, even if you're doing business to business work, you still need a great, you, know, you yeah. still need a great website that you know shows the quality of work you do. And a lot of people find me. I have a great referral network, as I mentioned, but a lot of people find me online, and we we have a great website that uh, you know we worked really hard to build, and you know we worked with quality individuals to put that together, and it produces a number of leads for me. I mean, almost every day I get leads from the website. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, if you can have a website that is creating those opportunities, that's fantastic. If people are finding on the internet, that's fantastic. Um, you know, we hear a lot on this podcast about referrals and you know it seems like a, a lot of attorneys unfortunately that that's about all that they work off of and i say unfortunately because uh there's pros and cons with every kind of lead source but a lot of managing partners may not actually try to nurture that referral uh, network of theirs they don't have a program in place they just hope for a referral but i think it's you know personally i think it's better no matter what kind of marketing or advertising or uh, referral marketing you do is is to have an active program where you're going out and you're trying to make something happen versus waiting for it to come in. It, it'll come in probably no matter what, but you need, you need some sort of active activity as well. And it sounds like you have that with your website. If it's bringing in a lead a day or more, good for you. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, it's all about finding quality people to help you. You know, I have a, you know, I have a great team that's behind me and my firm. And, you know, and I'm sure you have the same conversations with your clients every day. You know, attorneys, the big mistake I see is they're not willing to work with great you know, vendors and great, you know, business people like, you know, Array Digital, for example, you know, I, you know, I don't have just full disclosure. I don't work with Array Digital, you know, at this point, but, you know, I can tell you do quality work. You know, you have tremendous clients that value you. And, you know, when I had the opportunity to talk to you, I, I jumped at it because you're a smart individual you know, that's produced great results for a lot of people. So why wouldn't I talk to you? You know, attorneys, we don't, you know, we didn't go to business school, right? We went to law school. So, you know, a lot of attorneys, for whatever reason, are just afraid, you know, to reach out and, you know, contract with, you know, smart, you know, smart marketers or other kind of vendors. And, you know, and I welcome the opportunity to talk to you because I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from you. Well, I appreciate that. What are some of your growth plans for the next couple of years? Where do you see yourself going? In the future, in the next couple of years, we're definitely going to add at least one associate, if not more, you know, beef up support staff. Uh, you know, as much as we can uh, right now, you know, obviously just a year in, we're not, you know, we're not a large firm, right? That we're, right now we're lean and mean and, you know, we're able to keep costs down for our clients and be very cost effective because of that. At the same time, I, you know, I really want to grow and be able to help more people because, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day and I can only help so many people just by myself. There's definitely a market out there. There's definitely a need. I know firsthand we definitely want to grow and add more, add more attorneys to the team. Have you had an opportunity to work on some of your internal systems? Like, do you have like an intake system and, and a way of nurturing your prospective clients? We do have an intake system. Uh, we have, you know, I use a calendar system, Calendly, to manage my 
consultations, my new clients, that works extremely well. You know, someone reaches out to us through our website, we schedule them for a consultation. You know, then we use Calendly to give reminders, you know, tell them what information we need to expedite the process. And you know, so we're even more cost effective when I meet with them and they already know what documents I need. They already know what the key information is to you know, provide us ahead of time. Nice. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Yeah, I use calendar as well. I like to schedule this podcast. It's it's so convenient. If uh, if, if anyone's still going you know, back and forth to try to figure out, are you available on Tuesday at 3 p.m.? Or I would definitely recommend trying out Calendly. It's a, there's a free version. I'm on the $15 a month, like all features included version. Uh, so it's it's really really cheap. It's it's a good system for at least establishing meetings. What about like nurturing those prospective clients? Like once you you know, once you have that first meeting with the Calendly, whether it's a call or in person, there's usually, you know, a period of time before they decide to to hire you as their lawyer. Do you have like any kind of system where you like try to keep in touch with them? You know, like once a week, you reach out, anything like that? You know, we don't have we don't have anything too specific on that, but I always try, you know, and reach out as much as I possibly can. I pride myself on keeping constant contact with all my clients, all my potential clients. You know, Eric, in my line of work, people are often coming to me you know, in their darkest hour, you know, about to lose their job or having lost their job or fearing they're about to, you know, fearing they're about to lose their job or you know, some kind of whistleblower situation. And one of the most stressful things you can go through, right? Losing a job, fearing that you don't know how to provide for your family. So you know, we take that really seriously. Huh. And, you know, when we take on a client, it's, you know, it's a full-time relationship as a guest almost like family, right? You know, they oftentimes we're going to have to jump in and, you know, quickly assist. There's not usually a lot of downtime between when they reach out to us first and whether they take us on as a client. Usually it's right away and, you know, we jump in because time is of the essence. It's just, I think that kind of explains why there's not usually a lot of runtime or a need for some kind of extra process in there. Gotcha. By the time they reach out to you, they're they're ready to, to take some sort of action. Mm-hmm. Do you find that they have done a decent amount of research on you or not much at all? Well, generally speaking. Typically they have. And, you know, one thing I, I wanted to mention, you know, I think that might be helpful for other attorneys out there looking to build a practice is do not, whatever you do, do not shy away from reviews. Because again, another mistake I hear attorneys say, oh, you know, I don't really want reviews. I don't want, you know, I don't want to have that profile where then someone can write a bad review you have to, you know, embrace the services industry and you, know, you have you know, look for feedback and people find you through these reviews. You know, I got a review the other day and I, I feel so fortunate. The woman said, you know, it was a Google review. She said, you know, I, I give them five stars, but I wish I could give them 10, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to brag right now, but that's that review, You know, that review will go a long way. You know, someone sees that review and it's going to be super meaningful. You, you know, yes, bad reviews can happen. Uh, you know, there's no doubt about it, you know, especially if you know, someone doesn't want to pay a fee or something like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to improve your Google, you know, again, exactly what Array Digital does. You have to improve your SEO standing and reviews help that. Uh, great point. Totally agree with you. Reviews are incredibly important. And if you, they're going to be left, whether you like it or not, right? So especially when someone's upset. They're, they're going to go out of their way to to let everybody know why they're upset and, and why it's your fault. So 
it's, you know, to me, it seems that the best strategy is definitely to try to, like, you can't stop that from happening. And you also can't take it off the internet. Like Google's not going to listen to you or Facebook, they won't listen to. But what you can do is you can bury it under a pile of positive reviews that you've requested, right? So if you don't ask, you won't receive. You can at least ask your previous clients, current clients to re to leave a review. And that'll one bad review and a and hundred positive ones, you're in good shape. That's a great profile. But if you have one bad review and none or one positive, people are going to pick up on that. Right. So good point. I really, yeah, I think that's really good. Mm -hmm. and, and it also, it depends, depending on what area you're practicing in, it could be even more meaningful because there's certain situations that are embarrassing. Right. And people don't, you know, if you want a will, for example, yeah, you'll ask, you know, Bobby down, you know, you ask your neighbor, hey, who's your will guy? But, you know, if it's a criminal issue or, you know, if you're embarrassed about potentially losing your job, maybe you don't want to ask your friend. or Maybe you will just go on Google. So all the more reason you need yeah. those great reviews and you need to show up. That is where people go to find things these days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is something that that you've tried either in the past year or, or you know, in, in your previous uh, positions that you don't think works very well anymore. I haven't done a lot of this personally for the new firm, but you know, print advertising for me, I just find it hard to justify at this point. You know, there's certain industries I'm sure it makes sense for your personal injury billboards kind of thing, but you know, newspapers, I just magazines. I, I think that's harder to justify. One thing that works well, and again, you know, like I said, I have a you know I have a really smart team that's helped me, but you know, online advertising can be very effective and we've done you know some very targeted online ads that have worked very well again i uh, feel very fortunate that you know they people can find me because you know i know the great work i do but some random person just looking online they don't you know you have to are you running google ads uh not google ads it's right now uh, more targeted uh directory legal ads got it cool so so when someone like searches for your service, the directories may pop up in the top of the rankings in the Google search results. They click through your eyes there and okay, that's how they find it. I got it. Yep. No, that's definitely, that's definitely a way to do it. So, well, awesome. I really appreciate your time. If someone would like to reach out and ask you other questions or maybe they have someone they want to refer to you, what's a good way for them to get in touch with you? The website is definitely the best place to contact us and it is freedlawfirm.com, F-R-E-E-D lawfirm.com. All right. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. All right, everybody. If you would like to check out our backlog of other interviews with America's top managing partners, that entire backlog is organized by practice area and state at arraylaw.com slash podcast. And if you're looking for digital marketing help for your law firm, my firm, Array Digital, can be found at arraylaw.com. We have an overview of our services, websites, online advertising, search engine optimization, and social media. All right, Lindsay, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Good talking to you, Eric. Take care.